Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Larry Spargimino and Marvin McIlvaney will be sharing the latest headlines from the end times. And then a little later, we have a special treat for all the moms. It's truly an exciting time here at Southwest Radio Ministries. We recently announced that we have been given a $1 million matching gift opportunity. That means every dollar you give is matched. It's doubled. Would you consider giving towards this special match? You can help us continue to meet the mission and double your impact when you give today. You can show your support several different ways by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can give online supportswrc.com. That's support swrc.com. Or you can give by way of your mobile device. Simply text 9490 to 91999. All gifts given are tax deductible and they all go toward the $1 million match. 1-800-652-1144 or visit supportswrc.com. We look at the news on the television and online What do we see? Chaos. To have true clarity in the chaos, we must look into God's Word. With the latest headlines from the end times, here is Dr. Larry Spargimino and Marvin McIlvaney. You know, Marvin, I've never seen America this divided. I guess it's because there's no middle ground anymore. You're either left or you're right. Now, the Bible says there must be divisions among you so that you who have God's approval will be recognized. That's right, Pastor Leary. Not only is America divided now more than ever, it's getting very militant as well. If you disagree with the status quo, you will get canceled and isolated, and most likely, you will be dragged into court and sued. Well, Marvin, who can we thank for this? Well, a recent article from the Associated Press says, The news media is the culprit. A poll taken by the Associated Press said Americans blame the news media for dividing the nation. When it comes to the news media and the impact it's having on democracy, Americans say it's doing more harm than good. And I really believe that. They are terrible. The poll says nearly three-quarters of American adults feel the news media is increasing the polarization in this country and just under half say they have little to no trust in the media's ability to report the news fairly and accurately. Polls show Americans have significant concerns about misinformation and the role played by the media. What a surprise, Pastor Larry. It goes on to say, politicians and social media companies are spreading most of the disinformation. Now here at Southwest Radio Church, we have a biblical worldview. We are not left or right. We're Christian. We're biblical. We're focused on the Word of God. So when we report on anything, we filter it through the Word of God. I do my own online research instead of going by what I see on TV, which I rarely watch anymore. It's a lot of trash. You're better off Googling something and learning about it yourself than watching MSNBC or an extreme leftist show like The View. Which leads me to the next story. Now listen to this. Pupils as young as seven years old are being encouraged to wear a badge 
which displays whether they use male or female or non-binary pronouns. They're also being encouraged to wave rainbow flag. Boy, they need to learn that to be successful in our modern world, don't they? That's right, Pastor Larry. This story is being reported by the Daily Mail, a news outlet in the UK. They report that the children in Key Stage 2, which are 7 to 11-year-olds, are being taught about being non-binary. The teachings are part of the school's Diversity Week, which is run by an LGBTQ charity called Just Like Us. More than 6,000 primary and secondary schools have signed up for this nonsense. Well, Marvin, as I'm going through this report with all of these news items, I'm just slowly building anger. I hope I don't blow the top of my head off with this nonsense, outrageous stuff. So listen, Andrea Williams of Christian Concern said, thousands of children will be indoctrinated with extreme gender ideology this summer without the knowledge of their parents. I have to ask, what does this have to do with education? How about making sure they can spell and read and do math? Maybe they should get the basics right before we go forcing them to define their gender identity. Why not teach them something useful, like how to balance a checkbook? This story is from the UK, which leads me to believe they are brainwashing these babies all over the world. The world has lost its mind. Believe it or not, well, I believe it, because this is what is happening in our world. Here is a report of a large gathering of Satanists. Satan Con was a sold-out three-day event that was touted as the largest satanic gathering in history. It was hosted this weekend at the Marriott Copley Place in Boston by the Satanic Temple. The event marked the temple's 10-year anniversary, and it was dedicated to Democratic Boston Mayor Michelle Wu after the group was not allowed to deliver a satanic invocation at a city council meeting in 2021. This large group of Satanists cheered as two satanic leaders opened SatanCon 2023 with a formal ceremony renouncing, quote, symbols of oppression by ripping up a Bible and a thin blue line flag representing police. Quote, we stand here today in defiance of their siege and destroy their symbols of oppression, a female leader told the crowd before ripping pages out of the Bible and throwing them on the floor. A male leader joined her by tearing a thin blue line flag in two, which they also tossed on the floor while the crowd went wild and cheered and shouted. Satanists in attendance later picked up some of the ripped pages off the floor and posed with them for pictures. Now, Marvin, I wonder why they don't do that with the Koran. If they did that with the Koran, there wouldn't be any more Satanists. Guess what would happen to them? Off the rooftop, maybe bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Absolutely. The Satanic Temple claims to be a non-theistic religious organization that does not worship or believe in a personal Satan. It says it aims to, quote, encourage benevolence and empathy, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits. The conference was well supplied with numerous guest speakers and lectures, many of which were dedicated to far-left identity politics according to this article. Well, Marvin, one of the big failures of Joe Biden's presidency is the border. President Trump wanted to build a wall, and everybody went crazy. 
Building a wall was racist and anti-American, they said. It's against all that America stands for, they said. But the thing about a wall, guess what? It works and keeps people where they need to be. Take, for example, Seattle's riots in June of 2020. Black Lives Matter and Antifa activists battled with Seattle police officers and National Guard soldiers in the Capitol Hill neighborhood. The rioters captured six square blocks. And you know what was the first thing they did, Pastor Larry? They built a wall. They took the police barricades and used them to keep people out of that captured territory. Even anarchists know that walls work. Well, it really does, because that's exactly what this proves. Walls work. Now, on May the 11th, the infamous Title 42 will expire. Title 42 is the COVID-19 pandemic policy, which allowed immigration authorities to turn back hundreds of thousands of migrants without going through the process of seeking asylum. There was no way they could test everybody for COVID. And why should they? They actually tried to release and track migrants who enter the U.S. using ankle monitors or a phone app. The Border Patrol is going to face very overcrowded facilities. The Democrats want to see the end of Title 42 because they say it infringes on the right to seek asylum. Well, the Democrats want to release migrants into the country without a court date and with no guarantee they'll report to ICE offices as instructed. They'll just turn them loose in America. So Biden's plan for the border, he says, is to crack down on many of those who do come to the border and by creating new pathways to get here. He says this means to offer a safer alternative to the dangerous journey they just had. The pathways he's talking about is to open some new processing centers in Guatemala and Colombia. Wow, you don't even have to come to America to get into America. You just fill out some papers and then probably get on a plane and fly here. These people are not going to voluntarily check into a processing center. If they don't care about our immigration laws, why would they suddenly stop in Colombia and say, here I am, let me in? Another part of the new plan is no family detention. In other words, if four or five people show up and say they are a family, then no problem. Really? Or all they have to do is rent or steal a couple of kids for a day and say they are a family and they get right in. The Federation for American Immigration Reform said the initiatives amount, quote, to a massive and illegal scheme designed to accommodate unlimited numbers of migrants. You can see how the Biden administration would love to have more Democratic voters. The illegals get in, and then they get a mail-in voter form, and voila, millions of new voters voting Democrat, of course. By the time they check to see if the votes are authentic, we have Biden for four more years. Say what you will about the last election, the one thing we should have learned is to make sure our voters are legitimate. Now, I know there are some people, especially veterans, who may be physically unable to show up at a polling place. If you vote, you should show up with a valid ID. We should do everything possible to make sure the mail-in votes are legit. I'm not sure that was done in the last election. Not completely. In a related story out of Brownsville, Texas, it says that Texas City struggles to find space for migrants who authorities say have suddenly began crossing by the thousands from Mexico. It says the pace of arrivals in Brownsville appeared to catch the city off guard, stretching social services and putting overnight shelters in the uncommon position of turning people away.
Well, officials say more than 15,000 migrants, mostly from Venezuela, have illegally crossed the river near Brownsville since last week. Quote, it's quite concerning because the logistical challenge that we encounter is massive for us, said Gloria Chavez, chief of the U.S. Border Patrol Rio Grande Valley sector. We've never seen these numbers before, said Martin Sandoval, spokesman for the Brownsville Police Department. Now, all of this comes as the U.S. Department of Homeland Security prepares to end the use of Title 42, which allowed them to reject asylum claims. By the way, the administration has turned back 2.7 million migrants since March 2020 on the grounds of preventing the spread of COVID-19. Folks, get ready this summer for the invasion. The title of this next article caught my attention. It says, Disgusting Video Showing Ridgeline Student Cutting Down Pride Flag. The video shows a student at Ridgeline High School cutting down an LGBTQ pride flag during the school's diversity week. The Cache County School District released the following statement on their website in response to the incident. Quote, The Cache County School District is aware of an incident at Ridgeline High School which occurred when a pride flag was hung over the top of a country flag. This flag was subsequently cut down by a student who was not part of the event. Neither the school nor the school district condones this insensitive and disrespectful removal of the flag, which was done without permission. Well, Marvin, what's disgusting about the story is how the pride flag was draped over an American flag, and all they could call it is a country flag. What country? Brazil? I remember when Biden signed an executive order, which the White House called Advancing Equality for Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, Queer, and Intersex Individuals. Now, I have no idea what an intersex is. Have you ever seen one running across the woods? I don't know what it is. Is it a bird? Does it have four legs? Anyhow, (laughs) in this EO, Biden says they were celebrating pride at home and around the world. Pride is back at the White House. And federal buildings throughout the country are proudly flying pride flags this month. The State Department announced it will allow U.S. embassies and diplomatic outposts to fly the pride flag on the same flagpole as the U.S. flag at their embassy or consulate. So, it was okay to hang the pride flag over the American flag, and it was disgusting that the pride flag was removed. I think they got it backwards. Why don't... Hey, listen... I've got a great idea. Why don't we vote that they raise the Christian flag on embassies all over America? Amen. And all over the world. Amen. Can you imagine flapping proudly in the breeze and reminding people that there's salvation in Jesus Christ? No, they won't do it. They want pride flags. Oh, I wonder if they're a little bit confused. In a related story, Pastor Larry, a man has been in prison for burning an LGBTQ flag that was flying at a church in central Iowa. Now, wait a second. I I kid you not. You say that again? A man has been in prison for burning an LGBTQ flag that was flying at a church in central Iowa. That's what I thought you said. That's why I needed to hear it again, and our listeners need to hear it again. This poor man, Aldolfo Martinez, 30, of Ames, Iowa, was sentenced to 15 years for the hate crime of arson and given a year for reckless use of explosives or fire and 30 days for the harassment. 16 years total. At the time of his conviction, it was reported that the habitual offender charge filed against Martinez called for a lengthier penalty. Hate crime charges also carry 
enhanced penalties. Well, I'm looking at it now. It says that Mr. Martinez tore down the flag that had been hanging from the United Church of Christ and Ames and burned it because he opposes homosexuality. Courtney Reyes, who is the executive director of One Iowa, a statewide LGBTQ advocacy group, said while her organization appreciates the seriousness with which this incident was addressed, we will continue to strive for a justice system which values restoration over punishment and helps individuals like Adolfo Martinez understand the harm that they've caused. Hate crimes against LGBTQ community are a serious matter as they inflict distinct emotional harm on their victims and strike fear into the communities they target, close quotes. That's what she said. You know, that said, true justice should always strive to be about rehabilitation and reconciliation and healing communities. It's difficult, Marvin, to see how a 16-year prison sentence accomplishes any of these goals. That's really a lot of love, isn't it? 16 years, we're going to hang you for burning a flag. That was not nice. It's against our values. We stand on our values. So he gets 16 years in jail. What happens if you burn an American flag? Oh, if he burns an American flag, there'll be thousands of people all over the world applauding the burning of the American flag. Who will be applauding? His name is Joe Biden. He'll think that's really cool. We finally arrived at destroying America. Speaking of Joe Biden, a government-controlled digital currency might sound like some science fiction, but it's very real and it's coming soon. And critics are warning everyone to fight to stop it. The idea that the federal government will one day own your bank account and can monitor and control your deposits and withdrawals might sound like a conspiracy theory, except for one key fact. It's coming soon to a bank near you. Last fall in September, the Biden administration announced plans to study what it called, quote, responsible development of digital assets. Well, yeah, back in January, a financial news website, American Banker, reported 17 central bank digital currency, also called CBDC, projects are in the pilot phase around the world. A whopping 72 others are in the research and development phase. So, all totaled, 80% of the world's central banks are considering, listen to this, a CBDC or have already launched one, the story reported. Thank you, gentlemen. This information and analysis is only available because of you. That's right. Your prayers and financial support allow us to produce programs that bring clarity to the chaos, covering topics that no one else will cover. And it's all because of you. A big thank you to everyone who has already participated in our Meeting the Mission Million Dollar Match. Friends, please know that the amount you give is not important. What's important is that you participate, that you stand with Watchmen on the Wall and Southwest Radio Ministries. When everyone links arms, when everyone does something, big things happen. So would you please participate? Please stand with us. Your gift is needed today. Call 1-800-652-1144 and stand with SWRC and Watchmen on the Wall. 1-800-652-1144 or you can give at our website supportswrc.com 
That's support swrc.com. Thank you. Thank you for helping us meet the mission. Mother's Day is almost here. Some of the ladies that serve here at SWRC have stopped in to share their memories of mom as we approach this year's day of celebrating all that mom means to us. I'm blessed to be joined by three of the ladies who work with Southwest Radio Ministries and are such a big asset to our team very instrumental in all that we do, and they're going to share some thoughts with you, some important scriptures and encouragement as you head into this Mother's Day weekend. First, we have Kim Weber. She does a lot of our HR and accounting, and if you've called our ministry, perhaps you've talked to Kim on the phone. So, Kim, we invite you to come and to share what God has laid on your heart. Thank you, Josh. I have to tell a little bit of a backstory. When I was 17... I was sent from Minnesota to Texas to live with an aunt and uncle that I did not know because my dad was having a bone marrow transplant. Shortly after that, I became a Christian, and I was struggling with a lot of things that were going on, struggling with the new environment, but also trying to comprehend why God was allowing cancer to take my dad from me because I still needed him so much in my life. And one day during our Wednesday night service, one of the ladies I was really pouring my heart out to her, and she asked me to open my Bible to Ecclesiastes 3. And we read there, To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. And then if you skip down to verse 11, it says, He hath made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. And she sat there as we read these scriptures, and she explained to me that how no matter what struggles we're going through, that God had a purpose. And in those struggles or in those happy times that It's going to come to an end, that it's not going to be a continuous in your life, but we'll have those breaks of happy moments and sad moments and struggles and joys. And it really just spoke to me at that time that it was okay that I was confused and it was okay that I was hurting because there was going to be a time that I wouldn't be hurting and I wouldn't be confused. And sometimes that that destination is heaven when we have the whole picture and everything's in, in play. And this is a scripture that I'm able to lean on when my daughter is asking me questions about, you know, why is bullying happening in her life? Or why is it that Mimi died? And just explaining that there's a reason and there's a season and we just have to know that God has it in his hand. And kind of in correlation at the same time, another scripture that I lean on is Psalms 118.24. And it says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And just remembering that it's not just on the good days, but it's the bad days too. And just finding the rejoice that God has given us this day to experience. Thank you, Kim. Next up, we have Shelly Morgan. She works with our communications and does a lot with social media and so much more for our ministry. Shelly, what has the Lord laid on your heart? First, I just want to say that motherhood is an individual journey, and it looks different for everyone. The timing is different. The people 
who you mother or who mother you, it all looks different and no two journeys are the same. And that is particularly true in my life. My journey into motherhood did not happen on the timeline that I would have liked, but kind of to reflect what Kim said about timing as well, God's time is perfect and we might not know that in the moment. And a scripture that really has made an impact in my own personal motherhood journey, Matthew seventeen twenty, and I'll paraphrase, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. And just keeping in mind that God's time is perfect and God's time is not necessarily our time and to keep that faith and nothing will be impossible. So for those of you who may be struggling in your motherhood journey, whatever that may look like, just keep your eyes to the Lord and keep up your faith. Thank you, Shelly. And next we have Lise Cutshaw. She does a lot of our communications as well and Prophecy in the News magazine. You're familiar with Lise from those segments here on Watchmen on the Wall. Lise, what are some words that you'd like to share with our audience today? Well, I like... Shelly and Kim have had a lot of influences in my life that were motherly, were nurturing. I think of so many of my friends who have not children of their own, but who have mothered mine and mothered me along the way. So I'm very, very thankful for them and just want to say a thanks to those wonderful folks who maybe didn't birth a child, but have nurtured so many. And probably the verse that has inspired me most as a mom and parenting my son is in Deuteronomy 6, and that is about God's Word and how we should wear it on our foreheads, we should speak it in our homes, we should meditate on it as we walk down the street, that it should be instilled into every moment and every part of our day, and it should become a part of us as we move through every day and every moment of every day. I've found that to be very important, and I've found that memorizing Scripture also is crucial, not only reading it, but making it part of our minds, and our thoughts at all times. I'm so thankful for Scripture. I like to pray Scripture over my son and over my friends and my loved ones, and especially the Jabez prayer from First Chronicles, where he asks the Lord to have his hand upon him and to keep evil far from him and to expand his boundaries. And what more could we ask for? any day than to have that. Well, thank you all very much, and we are grateful for you and the role that you all have with Southwest Radio Ministries, and may God bless you in a special way. Happy Mother's Day to my mom and to all the moms listening. Friends, would you consider participating in our special dollar-for-dollar match? You can help us continue to meet the mission and double your impact when you give today, you can show your support by calling 1-800-652-1144. You can also give online. Visit supportswrc.com. That's supportswrc.com. All gifts given are tax deductible, and they all go toward the $1 million match. 
1-800-652-1144 or visit supportswrc.com. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Head into the weekend with the encouragement that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.